Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast, episode number four. Today's guest is Dallas Fletcher, and we're talking to her about how she went from corporate marketing to a online pregnancy exercise business. So stay tuned. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Hello, everybody. Today, we are talking to Dallas Fletcher, and she works with pregnant women and getting fit. So hello, Dallas. Hey, Ken. How are you? I'm very good. It's awesome. And you're actually in Australia and I'm sitting here in Norway. So that's pretty cool. It's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking just about before we got on here that I'm a Viking and she has given me a tip to get an interview with Travis Pimmel from Vikings. That was kind of funny. And uh, he obviously is an Aussie as too. He's an Aussie, but plays a Viking. Yeah. So it's all connected. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's awesome. All right. Uh, why don't you just uh, start off by telling everybody who you are and who you serve and how you help them? Sure. Um, well, hi, everyone. My name's Jalice. I'm a mum of three kids and my I basically serve pregnant women. So my goal is to ensure they're fit and healthy, um, you know, physically and mentally for the challenges of birth and throughout pregnancy and as their journey into motherhood. So um, I really found my passion for that. I've worked in the fitness industry for a very long time. Um, since I finished school, I followed my passion and basically became a personal trainer and worked in group fitness. And I did that alongside a regular job <laughs> and had a corporate career in marketing and advertising and then um, always did fitness on the side. But it wasn't until I had my firstborn son um, that I realized it was something I really wanted to dive a little deeper into. Right. How do you go from marketing to fitness? Yeah, well, it has. It's always been something I've wanted to combine. And I guess moving my business online has really allowed me to do that. I've, I've been able to draw on some of the stuff and the foundations that I learned. Um, you know, back in the day, I started in an advertising agency and this was before digital. So this was snail mail. And this was when, mm. yeah. Okay. So yeah, you know, fresh out of university, and database marketing where, um, and I didn't think it, I thought it was very unsexy. I thought this is really boring. You know, I didn't, yeah. I did advertising and TV at uni and I really wanted to get into that, but had to start somewhere. And yeah, it was for a large telecommunications business who was the client. Um, and if anyone's in Australia, they'd know Optus. And so I learned a lot about segmentation from very early on and about, you know, personalizing um, letters that went out to these customers via Australia Post and sending off the data, you know, from the client to Australia Post for them to do this personalization, which I thought was terribly boring, but I guess it's all coming flooding back now. <laughs> yeah. I would say for me, coming from email marketing as well, I'm thinking, wow, this is like, oh, 
you already know this, this is great stuff because you're probably going to use that as well right now. Yeah, absolutely. I have, yeah, in my first launch. And and I guess um, it's always been in the back of my mind, drilled into me, you know, from those first years in a corporate career that, you know, the database is the backbone of a company. Mm-hmm. And ironically, I moved from an advertising agency into a corporate company and they were a very large footwear company here in Australia and I was national marketing manager. And ironically, they didn't have a very good database and they really struggled with their marketing and um, they really just did traditional catalog drops and stuff, no personalization. And I mean, it, it probably isn't the reason why, but they're no longer around in Australia now. <laughs> Might've been my marketing, but no, I know I used to have, there were, <laughs> no, but there was um, lots of discussion about how they weren't progressing towards this, you yeah. know, whether online or just, you know, personalization, which yeah. is crazy when they're capturing, you know, people's shoe size right down to those, that detail. So yeah, yeah. Very, um, we see that all that. the time now as well, though. I mean, from being on a lot of email lists, I continuously see, you know, when people are launching something and maybe already bought this product from them, but you still get an email about this product when they're launching it, which is mm. totally not necessary at all. I mean, I don't mind, I don't care, but really you have this information I bought from you. So why are you sending me emails about this product? Obviously, you know this, so give me something else. I know, and, I said, and it's so easy to fix. Know this. It's so easy. I mean, I'm not I'm not an email marketing guru, but I knew at least when I launched my launched my first course. And the thing is with pregnancy, you're dealing with such a short window of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of people who were on my database list um, could have already had their baby. I mean, they could have mm-hmm. signed up. And so in every email that I sent out promoting the course, I had a link at the bottom saying, already had your baby click this link so I could at least move them and they didn't keep getting those emails because I'm the same. There's nothing more annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's pretty clever though to do it that way because you have literally no idea whether they have that baby or not or how pregnant they are in which month they are pregnant. So like I said, it's pretty short window. So how do you deal with all that? Yeah, and I kind of was like, and that kind of made me think, oh, my gosh, have I done the right thing? I've launched mm-hmm. just a pregnancy course. Maybe I should have just launched a membership and got a dive right in and gone, I'm just going to do a pregnancy and postpartum membership and I capture everyone. Yeah. And I'm going to move towards that. But it's been, um, I guess it's been really good, really niching down. <laughs> yeah. <Really laughs> yeah, it is. But it's been tricky, but a lot of learning that's happened. Yeah, it's been good. Yes, I think it's a good niche to be in, I would think. But how do you continuously getting new customers and make sure that you kind of follow up with the old customers? Yeah, I mean, that's a tricky thing. I guess, though, when uh, I guess the whole premise of my, well, my program is called the Ultimate Pregnant Core. And I guess that's not just about pregnancy. It's about letting them know that you need to tap into this strength that you actually have within your core because it's holding up a baby. (laughs) And it's not about, you know, doing crunches and sit-ups and all of that and getting washboard abs. It's about tapping into this internal strength and that's going to carry you through, you know, beyond pregnancy. So it's sort of almost funneling them in. Um, so funneling them in through pregnancy and then they will continue and they can come back to a lot of the exercises they learn in the course postpartum. And mm. you know, I always say you're postnatal forever. Once you've had a baby, you know, you've always got to come back to this. Yeah. Your body has changed somewhat. And yeah, so it's sort of, I guess that's the sort of the strategy that I had. And do you see a lot of people coming back? I mean, 
people usually have more than one babies a lot of time. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I see that. You know, I do. I still do one-on-one clients, um, right. personal training, and I do have a lot of ladies who come back. And I also, and it's also you know a bit of word of mouth. So a lot of ladies tell their friends, mm. mothers' groups, all of that. You know, and as I say, it's easier to retain a customer than get a new one. So it's nice to get them coming through. Um, you know, sometimes I've had one lady had five kids, so um, it is it is good. <laughs> well, you are a mother as well, and how do you juggle all of that? I mean, I know from personal experience that having kids, wife, and everything—it's a challenge. How do you deal with oh, that? Oh yeah, oh, it's a massive challenge. I don't know. I think I've learned that I have to take the snippets of time that I do have and make them really productive. Mm-hmm. And ironically, because I'm so used to doing that, when I do have lots of time, like if I just carve out a whole day, I find myself just dawdling along. Whereas if I know I'm on the deadline, you know, before three o'clock, I've got to get something done because I've got to go and pick up the kids. I really knuckle down and just get that task done. So that sort of helps me. And I guess it's also as well learning that it's a long runway. I'm not going to get it all done at once. Um, And I have to keep telling myself that. And that's been really hard. I've found it I'm quite an impatient person, <laughs> so I <laughs> um, just want to sit down and get it all done. And we've actually, the kids have only actually just gone back to school. We've just come out of school holidays. Yep. So everything seems to, you know, I kind of have to surrender to the, it's not going to happen some days during school holidays because, mm. you know, the kids are around and you're distracted and I don't want to be on the computer the whole time and, you know, not present for them. So trying to find the balance, I don't think there is a balance, but you just... I guess each day as it comes, they try and work through that. Yeah, exactly. Well, you joined Tribe last year, same time as I did in 2018. And you also mentioned before we got on that you had a non-compete from your previous job. So you couldn't actually start anything right off the bat when you started doing this whole thing. Mm, yeah, has I that know. Been a I challenge d- as well, though? It has mentally too. Yeah. I mean, I know even when, because um, Stu came to Brisbane ironically, in Australia. He did. He came to Brisbane. I got to meet him. And that was one of the things I said. I said, you know, I kind of joined Tribe really thinking I want to do this down the track. But then, you know, once you're in the course, you really want to get things going. And I was kind of like, how do I get this going when I kind of, I'm not allowed to do too much. Um, I'm under a non-compete for 12 months and that 12 months just finished at the end of June. So, Mm. you know, and that's where I couldn't, I haven't been able to launch a membership because of that. Um, yeah, but I guess the long runway has been good. It's probably forced me to look at different things and test different things and try different things and really build my audience and build my email list. That's been yeah. the blessing. Yeah. Um, and I really think now in hindsight, if I'd launched any earlier, I wouldn't have had an audience. I wouldn't have had a list. I wouldn't have an engaged list. I wouldn't have been able to segment and really hone down who was pregnant and make sure my opt-ins were more targeted to the pregnant women for the course. Mm. So all of that are kind of allowed me to get the ducks in a line, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that I totally understand. Um, I mean, if you had been able to launch right away, you probably would have and you probably would have stumbled and fall a bit. Uh, but now you probably had the time to kind of figure everything out, making sure you have in the audience, like I said. And a lot of these easier to get to the first launch when you have all that foundation. Yeah, definitely. And it's still been, you know, and the biggest frustration as well for me is um, not only having three kids, but, you know, majority of my income comes from teaching classes and doing 
personal one-on-one sessions. So I'm not at a computer all the time. So Mm. it's hard to kind of stay on top of that as well. But, um, you know, just allowing to set some automated things up, some funnels, some opt-ins and just kind of allow that to happen in the background and, and keep building the list and being a bit present on social media and practicing those good old Facebook lives. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and I've, I ran in the meantime a couple of challenges, which were a really good thing right. um, to, which are, which are almost like mini launches, to yeah, be honest. They really yeah, are. they are. So that was a really good practice and forcing myself every day to go live during the challenge and um, engage with people and having the Facebook group. So um, doing two challenges before the course launch was, yeah, really good practice as well. So it, it's, I mean, it doesn't happen overnight, does it? It's all, no, yeah. It and, does not. Uh, no, it's definitely a long runway. And, you know, I've still got so far to go too. <laughs> yeah. But is it any different when you're in, I don't know, the fitness and health industry versus something else? Do you feel like that? Mm, no, I don't think so. And I guess me having a bit of a corporate and marketing advertising background. I get to see both sides of the fence. So, Mm. I mean, I I sort of appreciate both sides of the fence. I don't think it's any different. It's still talking no matter what your product is or who your people are, the same applies, you know, and just doing things that are a little bit more active on the camera. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Then, you know, so um, they're not not different at all and all the same emotions too. (laughs) Exactly. Let's talk a little bit about your first launch, which was just fairly recently. Mm. You want to just talk about that a little bit, how that was? Oh, yeah. So um, how was that launch? So the biggest thing was, of course, getting everything set up, the content. Um, I filmed Mm. over 50 videos, workout videos, and yeah, and getting (laughs) them all edited. And I mean, I did a lot of them in bulk. And they didn't all have to be edited prior to the course starting. I've still got a few to go. But just actually navigating how that content would be received was really interesting. And, you know, I did the success path and everything. And, mm-hmm. um, and for those who don't know what success path is, what, what's that? Oh, so that's like um, it was a six-stage success path for ladies to follow through how to um, basically work out and prepare themselves so they're, they're fitter and stronger for birth and motherhood. But starting off, you know, learning about their breasts and learning about their core and then adding the layers of the movement. And then we move into other modules where we add weights and then we move into other modules. So just progressing them through a path that is going to allow them, you know, better success rather than just dumping in a library of workouts for them to just pick and choose. Yeah. But you have that time frame for nine months there as well, I guess then. Yeah. You, know, you have to make everything fit within that time frame. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, but I did it that anyone in any trimester could do the, the program. And this was something that I really grappled with before as well. Do I need to divide everything up into this is suitable for this trimester, that trimester or not? Um, mm. But no, it's more, it's, I gave modifications within the exercises themselves, depending on their trimester. Okay. Um, and then yeah, I'm guiding. And then they had access to me still, you know, in the Facebook group for any questions and stuff. Right. Because it was getting way too complicated. <laughs> I would have had to do another 50 videos on top of that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think you need a bit of self-preservation too. And it's not until 
you get into actually doing the content and loading it and working along that success path yourself that you realize, oh, actually, and then getting feedback from people as you do it. Yeah. yeah but even, even before that, the launch, let's talk about the launch. So I launched, I launched with a challenge. So a five day challenge, which gave a taste of the different workouts within, in the program. Um, and I guess the biggest thing was education for the women, because, you know, when you call it ultimate, when you say core, most people think of a six pack. So teaching women that mm. it's not just about your six pack, it's about your deeper core and how your core connects and is going to support you, um, you know, post birth and all of that um, and give you a, a better core. And yes, you're going to have more chance of abs after babies if you do this. So it's sort of the, the yeah. long run. Um, so a lot of that was education about that and just also teaching them what was safe and effective um, and just tapping into that confusion that a lot of women have about what can I do now I'm pregnant, what, you know, all that yeah. I can and can't do. So that a lot of that was covered in the challenge, but in hindsight, I think I overtaught too much in the challenge. <laughs> okay. I think I needed to hold a little bit back. Uh, Is that because they started to feel overwhelmed or just because you felt like I'm giving away too much that it should have been in the course? Yeah, a bit of that, I think. And I think I, um, I think I probably gave away a little bit too much. I don't know. I don't know when said that overwhelms, but I think a lot of them might have thought, oh, well, I know all that now. I probably don't need to do the course. Okay. But yeah, there was, I don't know. I haven't had that feedback, but in the back of my head, I, I just think I could probably go about it a little bit differently the next time. Yeah. It, it just becomes with those emotions, doesn't it? All that hindsight, like, yeah. did I do too much of that and not enough of that? And yeah. Exactly. And this is even before you actually launched. So I know. I was in the middle of the challenge and I was exhausted <laughs> by the end of the challenge. And then I'm like, oh my God, I've still got to launch the course. <laughs> um so yeah that was pretty good so I got a lot of feedback um as I went through the challenge which actually as I said dictated how I'd sort of um also lay out the content within the course and then um and I I really I didn't do a massive launch I really launched to my um Facebook community my Facebook page and my email list and I didn't you know I don't think I would have got a cast of thousands in there to begin with anyway but i Right. Also went in and then I offered some beta spots or beta, as you say, <laughs> to, um, to some of clients and some ladies on the list who had, um, you know, put their hand up to do that. They were paid though. They paid to do yeah. that beta spot because I think everyone needs to have a little bit of skin in the game. So ended up having, yeah, not a large group go through, which has been a lot more engaged and a lot more feedback from them and yeah, a lot more interaction from them all together in the group as well. How big was your audience in total if you look at the Facebook group, the Facebook page uh, um, and your email list? So Facebook group was 400. Email, I wasn't going to launch until my email was 1,000. And okay. my Facebook page, I didn't really, I ran not very many ads. I ran a few ads on the Facebook yeah. page. Um, so it was, a lot of it was just organic. The Facebook page was about, I think it was about 1,500. Okay, um, just not that bad. Actually. No, not that bad. And I've got Instagram as well, but I don't, okay. I don't get as much engagement on that. I've got 5,000 followers on Instagram, but I really don't oh, think yeah. they are interesting enough. I get a lot more engagement on Facebook. So, but is that because maybe you are not that much on Instagram? Or no, I am on Instagram. I just think it's um, 
I just don't think a lot of the people following are actually my target audience, my customers. Yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah, from feedback and, you know, yeah, I get a lot more. I think I've got a better engaged audience on Facebook, um, which is interesting. Yeah. So launched to them and got 20 ladies through the course, I think. I should know. Okay, and how many were in the challenge, if I'm Um, There are 100 in the challenge. Okay. Yeah. Do you know how many that were in the challenge that actually joined the course? Do you have any records of that? Yeah, they were all in the challenge, the ones that joined. Okay, um, so it was a challenge that converted people. Yeah, basically. it did convert them. Um, and I wanted it to be that way, like to funnel them in. And I sort of had a limited time offer at the end of the challenge, which I think mm-hmm. helped. I didn't do a webinar though. That was just another piece of the puzzle that I could not... <laughs> Get my head around that. <laughs> well, there's a lot of pieces. So. No, that was there. Too many balls in the air for that at that time. But I definitely would like to add that into the mix next time around. So she did the challenge, and you did. Did you do anything else at all, or was it just challenge for this launch? Challenge, and then email sequence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And but that's it. That was it. Yeah. 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 That was that was hard yakka. <laughs> As Aussie say, that was hard, Yaka, writing all those emails. No idea what, what that is. <laughs> really hard work, hard Yaka. Okay. That was um, hard Yaka. Yeah, that was um, it was finishing off the challenge, and I had I had my emails and I had the bulk of them done, but I didn't realise how much more I needed to do. But I think the emails mm. were one of the hardest things, yeah, to write. Why do you think that though? Oh, lots of second guessing myself. Right. Lots of second guessing about what did I put in there and then going back and seeing who to open them and what was the engagement on that one and maybe I shouldn't have saved that one and then maybe I should change that one. <laughs> maybe I sent that out at the wrong time and oh my gosh. Yeah, I got into Yeah. And that's a huge thing though when you're launching that all that self-doubt about, I don't know, every aspect of the launch, I guess. Yes. And then I kept thinking, you know how I said to you about that, um, click this link if you've already had your baby. And mm. I kept thinking, oh, there's so many women out there who aren't seeing the link. They're not clicking it. They're getting really annoyed that I'm sending them this stuff about pregnancy and, you know, <laughs> they're going to just all um, hate me and never join again. So, yeah. <laughs> um, whereas, you know, I don't even, I should have the numbers in front of me. I don't have the, but, you know, I, I didn't have anyone write to me and say, you are sending me so many emails, stop it. You know, you're spamming me. Yeah. So at the end of the day, in hindsight, it was all okay. <laughs> yeah, usually they would just unsubscribe and, you know, that's fine. Obviously, yeah. they weren't the right fit. So I think we overthink all that way too much and we start just doubting every step that we take. Yeah, every step. Yeah. And just spending so much time going in there and rereading the emails, double-checking, I think I spelt that wrong. I, I think I was tired too, you know, exhausted, running on empty. I spent too much time doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the challenge was, was it a live challenge or did you yeah. record some videos? No, it was a live. Ch- um, oh, no, I had pre-recorded videos, but then I went live every day in Facebook as well. Okay. But I did have a lot of women afterwards say, oh, I missed those last three videos. Can you put them up again? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh, no, but you can join the course. So it's interesting seeing people come back. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards. It's like, oh, they were actually interested or they've come back and realised, you know, it's not going to be available there. Um, And I guess people, in a way, some of them expect that because there is, I do have a lot of free content on my website as well. So 
it's the first time I've done that and said, no, this is limited time. You can't have this, you know, full access. How do you do that though? I mean, again, with the mindset, you know, you start thinking, oh no, I'm, you know, giving people limited time. There's probably a lot of people that would love to join, but they won't be able to join. Am I going to let them in? You know, all those things. How do you deal with that? Oh, completely, completely. Yeah, I just, I know, I just had to say, no, you'll regret it if you, oh, I couldn't have opened up the <laughs> challenge videos again. No way. I just said all those videos are available in the course if you want to join. Here it is and send them to the sales page. And the sales page, that's another talk about mindset on that. Oh my God. Oh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> what a beast. <laughs> yeah. Sales page is a beast. And I didn't realize how much same thing I would go over and over and I, the sales page a million times and think, is there too much information? There's not enough information. No one's going to understand that. They're, oh, they won't click that button. I'm going to move that button. <laughs> <laughs> I had another lady from a tribe help me, Jennifer. I don't know if you know. Yeah. And she was amazing. She, um, she's done a lot of sales pages and she really helped me to kind of yeah. get over myself with that. <laughs> it's good to get another set of eyes on all your launch material. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was very much needed. I think I would have just been rocking in the corner otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but how did, the, um, how did the sales page convert in the end though? Yeah, pretty good. Everyone who came through it, well, not everyone who came through it joined. I should bring out my numbers for you. It would be interesting if you if you have them. I have a bit of a scribble here. I don't have them. I'm not going to touch my laptop again. Otherwise, that might cry. <laughs> I mean, when you're mid-launch, that's when you start doubting everything about the sales page or your messaging and everything. Because once you see people starting viewing it and they're not buying, then you're like, what's happening? Why are people not buying? Is it this? Is it that? You know? Oh, completely. And then I kept thinking... I've never done anything like this. My audience has never, and I had, I had basically done a little bit of a warm up in my emails and in my nurture funnel about it. And I'd been mentioning it in Facebook lives and to my group and stuff. Um, but then you suddenly start thinking, oh, oh, I'm, I'm being so salesy. I'm really pushing this. I'm, I'm asking for too much money for this. And then you think, oh my gosh, the amount of hours I've put into this has been ridiculous. <laughs> Um, no, I don't even have, sorry, I don't have the figures on me. Um, I should have printed that out. That's a conversion rate. I thought I had that scribbled down, but I don't. Um, but I would imagine it's pretty good though, because you had, we don't know how many were from the email list and Facebook page and everything, but you had hundred people in the challenge and 20 of those people in that challenge actually did come up to customers. So just from the challenge itself, I mean, you had 20% conversion rate and that's pretty insane. Yeah, pretty good. And I mean, I didn't, I will be honest, the, the price of the course and I did promote it as a founding member's price um, and it also um, is a 12-month only price. Um, I'll be offering them okay. an, an upgrade to lifetime access when they finish the course, which is next week. <laughs> um oh. And, but they don't know that yet. (laughs) Um, So I was sort of, because again, I sort of wanted to keep it more of a a beta launch because I thought, I don't know how this is going to go and how much I'm going to change it. And even if I'm going to continue with a course, uh, you know, so yeah, yeah. In hindsight. And you know what? It's funny because I probably, I still didn't think that was good enough. I was like, oh, all that work, you know, I thought, at least 50% of my, the challenge would have joined. You know, you, th- you think there's, you're going to be another overnight success story, but there really aren't any overnight success stories when you look no. and speak to people. No. 
yeah, usually those are big successful launches. It's obviously probably either done launches before or they had a, you know, a really warm audience and they've been doing a lot of, yeah, they're being very visible with their audience. I mean, there's so many things that comes into play there. Oh, a lot, a lot. And considering, yeah, um, and I didn't have the budget to invest in, I did a little bit of Facebook advertising. I, I can give you how much. I mean, I think I only spent in total oh, $200 or something. Not even that. I think personally, that's a beast as well. I mean, a Facebook ads. Oh my goodness. Trying to suck it. That was like, and you know what's really hard as well? Um, with pregnancy, the ads getting approved, the language mm. around it, um, it always gets banned that you're saying offensive language. And I have to always write to them and say, no, I'm just, I can't, there's not another word I can use instead of pregnant. So, yeah. Why is that offensive? <laughs> I don't know. It must be the out what picks up on it. So when I say, are you pregnant or have a line like that in it, it yeah, yeah. I instantly get told I'm calling someone a name. You know, it's an offensive name. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and, um, oh, yeah, that was killing me. And I just went, no, forget it. I'm not even going to give you my money, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> I don't have time for that, rewriting ads. Um, so I kept those ads really basic. Like they weren't fancy at all because I just wanted them to get approved and I did not want to yeah. be dealing with, you know, rejigging them and reapplying for approval and all of that. Um, and yes, two, yeah. two did get knocked back and I had to change them. So yeah, that's a yeah. whole other beast as well. So did you set any goals for yourself that, you know, you want to achieve with the whole launch? The, yeah, I guess the biggest goal was to actually launch, <laughs> to get it done <laughs> yeah. um, and um, to basically get all the content in the course and the program. So that's been the biggest thing is to actually complete the course itself um, and, you know, get all the videos edited up and running, get feedback on them, make sure they're in the correct audio, the PDFs to go with them. And then the tech, you know, some of the sound on my videos wasn't right, so I had to go back and do a few more of them. Um, so just, I've just said to myself, you know, just getting that done has been enough. And then I think I'm going to be a lot more confident when I launch again and I eventually want to put, put it on Evergreen. Um, so throw a webinar in there and put it on Evergreen. <laughs> Yeah, because with pregnancy, everything would work really well, I guess. Yeah, that's my thoughts. It is a bit of a revolving door. Yeah. And then from there, um, move them into a membership. Yeah, because I know in Tribe, we talk about, you know, having the open and closed launch. So for you, it would be quite difficult to try to do a closed launch because, I mean, getting people to join, I don't know, let's say twice a year, that's going to be hard because you're going to miss that window of opportunity with all the pregnant ladies. Yeah, absolutely. I, I spoke to Stu about this too and um, he said, yeah, you do have a very small window of opportunity. So, you know, that's why Well, when he was in Brisbane, I had the opportunity to ask him. Yeah. But I, I still wanted to do a closed course. I still wanted to make it. So I think it'll be like a six-week evergreen or a, a monthly evergreen. Mm. It's not going to be... So I still want to be able to nurture those people through the course and then open it up. Okay, so every six weeks. Yeah, yeah, because I still want a bit of an open and closed door, um, not continually open. Um, And I still, I think as a point of difference, it needs to be a guided program, guiding them through, like what I said, rather than just a library of images or or, um, workouts for them to kind of navigate themselves through. 
yeah, so that's the next next on the cards and how I manage that. <laughs> I would say maybe you know launching that many times over and over again, you would kind of get into that groove that everything kind of goes smoothly, but I guess we'll have to wait and see how that works out. Yeah, it's funny. I think it will. In the back of my mind, I think it will now that I've done a couple of challenges because yeah. going into the second challenge... Uh, that was fine. The first challenge, I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing, you know, particularly that whole yeah. Facebook Live thing. And But the second one, I was like, yes, this is all good. I can do this. And it was a no-brainer to kind of set it up. Biggest thing was yeah. knowing that I had a launch at the end of it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it just gets easier, doesn't it, the more you do it. Yeah, I would imagine so. And um, thinking post-launch, do you feel like you've learned something from the first launch now that you're going to use in the second launch? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've got this email. I've actually got it here that one of the ladies within the program, she ended up having her baby. Okay. So she, not early, but she was, you know, she came into the program and she just, I mean, I'll read a bit to you. She said, I just want to say a massive thank you for all the training and support you provided to me. I firmly believe that the training you devised for me has given me a significant role in my labor and recovery so fast. My labor was five hours from first contraction to my little girl sitting on my chest. It was fast and intense, but neither the midwife or my obstetrician could believe how fast I was progressing. And she said, I was at the gym two days before birth, completing one of your awesome full body workout you devised in the Ultimate Pregnant Core program. I can't wait to return to the exercise postpartum. Thank you so much again for everything. I cannot speak highly enough of this course. So that... Wow. was the icing on the cake. Yeah. And yeah, and then she wrote again in the Facebook group and told the ladies, I can't believe, you know, that that was that's my goal of the course is that women have a better labor and recovery. And for her that, you know, no I don't have a massive audience, but I have a really great result and yeah. um I have, you know, someone sharing that result with everyone. And I have this pinned up next to my desk (laughs) so I can look at it (laughs) every day and go, that's why I'm here. These are the women that I want to serve. And that's, that's what keeps me going. She, you know, she didn't even complete the course and she still got those results. So, um, it making a difference for their lives. So yeah, I just think, I just can't wait for a bit more of that to come through. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Have you gotten any other feedback or do you solicit feedback from the people who've gone through your course? Yeah, yeah. I've got um, another lady just wrote, now that they're sort of coming towards the end of it, I think they are realizing all the pieces of the puzzle are coming together for them. So, and I think that's the hardest thing, I guess with fitness too, people often are expected, they expect an overnight result or I'm just going to go in there and I'm going to feel like this. And my biggest thing is that they don't, I mean, my whole philosophy is they need to use exercise as a tool to connect to their bodies rather than a tool to change it, um, particularly during pregnancy. And I think they're getting towards the end of the course and they're realizing that connection. And I think as they go through labor or birth, however that happens, that's where I think it clicked for Morgan, that that was the lady who wrote the um, review. It all just falls into place. Um, And it's so hard to kind of, you can see the bigger picture because I've been through it myself and that's what um, I really wanted to share. You know, even though I was in the fitness industry for 20 years, you know, since I was young and um, had a baby, but I, even when I got pregnant, I was like, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I specialized in pregnancy and postpartum. And then it wasn't till I had 
children myself and went through those recoveries that I realized, oh, okay, I get it now. Um, penny drops. So I think that is kind of what I'm looking forward to is a lot more women kind of realizing post-birth the benefits of doing it. Um, so again, I just have to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it seems like you're heading in the right direction totally. I hope so. I mean, from the feedback, it's, yeah. I hope so. But yeah, there's there's a lot of balls in the air when you're doing this. Like like what you said, there's the emails, there's the Facebook, there's the tech of the website. Even just choosing how what program I was going to use to put my course in. I mean, that took me four months to decide on that. So that's no long. Well, you had the time to decide till, but yeah. Probably too much time. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then again, I was second guessing all of that too. Um, yeah. So I think speaking to experts like yourself with email marketing, you know, someone who's a specialist in it um, makes a massive difference, a massive difference, you know, before you sort of dive into these things. And you don't have to spend a huge amount of money. I know just downloading your email um, sequence is just such a, it's such a good framework you can work off and use um you know, even even if you're not launching, use them as, you know, your nurture funnel or a way as a framework to speak to your customers. And then I think along the way you find your own language and your own voice and that's what makes your program different and makes people, I guess, attracted to your program and your, your course and you. Yeah, it's all about finding your own voice and not trying to copy everybody else because there's only, it's only one of you and that needs to come through in your messaging as well. Oh, completely. And it, it is, it's hard not to jump on social media and go, oh, like that shiny object. Yeah. Oh, that person's doing that. Oh, she's saying it that way. Or she's talking about it that way. Or she's, and for me, oh, she's doing that exercise a bit like that. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should add that in. <laughs> and it's like, oh my goodness. No, 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 no. I have to just shut it all down. And, you know, you've got to kind of just stay on that path um, yeah. and keep doing what you're doing and listen to your people. So listen to the feedback they're giving you and and keep asking the questions too yeah well what i like about your launch is that it wasn't you know all the bells and whistles you know you kept it fairly simple in comparison to what others do i mean it was a challenge and you did some emails and did some facebook lives and also sales page and that was pretty much it but still you got some great results from it yeah i couldn't have done any more than that (laughs) 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 it was it seems simple but um Still with that. Yeah, I'm not going to say it was easy. No, but, it wasn't yeah. easy. But yeah, and I think you can overcomplicate things because you do see a lot of stuff out there and different ways you can do things. And and I think even within the, like what I said, with the challenge, I probably needed to make that more simple in itself. Um, I think simple is, you always think you're not giving enough or, and I think because of that, I might've given too much or overcomplicated things. But simple is definitely got a, stay top of mind Um, and even like what I said that review came from someone who didn't even finish the course so that's keeping it simple just the basics can still get results yeah that's going in the testimonial for next launch right oh yeah that's front and center that's my sales page (laughs) right there you don't even have to finish you still get the result that you want no I'll just put that up (laughs) that'll make it simple Yeah. yeah no there's definitely um yeah, and that's, I think, the best thing about it is not hesitating and self-doubting yourself, but just getting in there and doing it because you learn so much and, and speaking to people who have done it and listening to, you know, 
people who have done it. Um, and I, I love listening to podcasts too. So I love listening to different podcasts, um, not just fitness podcasts, <laughs> business podcasts about launching yeah. and, you know, about the different strategies you can take and hearing different avenues that people, you know, even if they're not in your industry, it still applies and you can learn yeah. so much. Yeah. Exactly. Well, awesome. It's been great having you here, Dallas, and I've really enjoyed talking to you and hearing all of those, all those things that you've done and how successful it was, in my opinion. Do you have any place where people can reach out to you and get in touch with you or find you? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, first of all. It's been great chatting. Um, yeah, you can find me on Facebook. I am uh, Body Fabulous Pregnancy, or you can go to my website, bodyfabulous.com.au, and I'm on Instagram as well, just under Body Fabulous. Um, you can find me. And yes, my name's Dallas, but it's spelled differently with an H, <laughs> old family name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll find me bodyfabulous.com.au. Okay, great. And we'll put that in the show notes so people can find the right name and the not right spelling and everything. So don't worry about that. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Ken. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.